good. Yeah. Yeah, not, not too bad. Um, I don't say this very often enough, but you look great. Thank you. I appreciate it. You look you look happy. You look you look good. Yeah, I feel pretty good right now, actually. Like, you know, I'm I'm doing a lot of positive things right taking care of myself absolutely you know and i think that it's you you feel it you know i've been stressed out with work yep a lot of anxiety i get mm-hmm. a lot of anxiety oh so do i you know i'm in that boat with you and so when you kind of are like okay i need to address these things yeah. and you start kind of knocking things off that like things i should have done mm-hmm. for myself list it starts to feel real absolutely. you know it definitely definitely relieve some of that weight absolutely even if you're just moving that direction yeah even if you haven't actually done anything but you're doing it in the process that helps a lot yeah it totally does well hey are you ready to talk about some games yeah i'm ready to talk about some games this is the tech yeah this gaming show here yeah episode 007 oh i just I'm made mysterious. that serious yeah i put a dead, that right at the top of your I head. An extra o in front and now it's <laughs> 007 mini penny um yeah, I'm ready to talk about some games. There's, yeah, we have a we have a lot to talk about. This is gonna be a, a news heavy episode. It's been a real big week for games it news, is. and I mean, also I'll, actually, I'm gonna start off by asking you, what have you been playing this week? Okay, yeah, it's it's always a good place to start. It's always a good place to start. Um, so I've been playing Dragon Age Two. I'm trying to get through that. Mm-hmm. Actually, was playing it two days ago, and my power supply died, so I had to upgrade everything. <laughs> but I yikes. fixed it. I fixed it. I don't blame the game. It was an old power supply. Oh, so putting new power supply worked. Fixed it, it did. It did okay. fix that. Yeah, he mentioned then, to me that that was that's right. What then, we we're working on. But yep, it worked. And then today I bought a bunch of new stuff, so I'm gonna upgrade. Got a new case, so I'm excited about that. Dang. Definitely gonna be doing some PC gaming coming up soon. PCMR, bro. So yeah. So I've been playing a lot of Dragon Age, just trying to kind of burn through it, and I've been playing the Division as well, the original. I really hate the term PCMR. Just to, yeah, it's stupid. Just a kind of side note yeah. here. It's so funny that we embrace it so much. Yeah. Well, it's funny. It's one of those things where I use it ironically long enough, but then people don't realize, and then all of a sudden you're like, "Wait, am I even using this ironically?" Yeah, I because th- it's just. So I mean, I really stupid. saw PCMR like in like the Reddit's of the world as yeah. kind of a Pepe sort of joke. Absolutely, that like those people kind of push sort of exclusionary, like yeah, yeah, weird and, like connotations that are really uncomfortable. And I feel like certain outlets, like the company we work at, have embraced <laughs> it as some kind of mantra for. I think they PC did, gaming. and then they realize, oh. He's like some kind of like oh no that's the mantra for PC games or yeah. these are hardcore gamers that like, no, love their hardcore, hardware uh, bad, bad yeah. actors no I'm like no it's just trolls it's just <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. a troll term yeah to to you know kind of uh, hearken to Nazism yeah. related to like you know uh, um, like minority superiority right exactly. like it's. Uh, you know, I think it's always been kind of a joke, and I don't mean that to say like it's dangerous, like yeah, like no, Nazis, sure. right? You know, I'm, I'm not. I'm just saying it's invoking that yeah, that master race kind of absolutely ideology. Clear, very clearly, yeah, very clearly and very directly. And I think in the beginning it was, as you're saying, it was ironic. It it's was so like, on the nose yeah. that it can't be anything but ironic, right? And it is funny to see, um, kind of marketing departments embrace it as like yeah. this. Uh, this kind of moniker for for dudes that are just really into game. Yeah, <laughs> you know? well, it was funny. the The site I write for, Game Crate, he, my boss, published an article and he about how he doesn't want to use that term, and he got a lot of flack for it from the community. It was interesting. Yeah, he it, basically was saying more or less what we're saying now. You know, it's funny because I think the and I don't. This is such a tangent to the things we're yeah. actually going to talk about today. But you know, it's funny because I think that the problem is like once you start to dis like. 
it's like anything like it's like pepe like yeah. once you start to try and dismiss it yeah you're kind of like and i know we're doing that right now too you know but it's like <laughs> that's the issue like is that you kind of acknowledge it like you kind of make it yeah. real by giving dismiss- it power well you take something that's just a stupid troll <laughs> yeah and then by saying like we shouldn't use it because it's dangerous then all of a sudden it became dangerous then it be- kind of becomes yeah it like yeah. makes it dangerous you yeah, know what that's I mean? always a fine line to walk for yeah. sure it's like you're turning it into fire you yeah. know what i mean and so you can put it out yeah and it's like it was never fire. Yeah, it wasn't going to consume anything. Yeah, it was like never fire, you idiots. <laughs> I mean, we're being the idiots right now, but it's like yeah. at the same time, um, that's the problem. Is you know, forty year olds in marketing departments, yeah, try and run with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they they've already it's already fired to them. Yeah. you know. And I think that's that's what's so hard is like you know those are the people you're really speaking to. Like like Nick's yeah. article, right? Like really, you're saying, hey, stupid marketing departments in these companies. Exactly. This isn't the kind of moniker we yeah. should be using it's not empowering anybody no it's just it makes us either look uh, incompetent or like weirdly uh, yeah out yeah. of touch we're yeah. either out of touch or dangerous yeah exactly you know what i mean Neither, like, which is really what yeah. we're going for yeah i mean because i don't care like i don't care what 17 year olds say on reddit you yeah. know what i mean like if they want to wait you don't you know if they want to say mean? like hail intel pcmr <laughs> you know what i mean like because we're all cringy when we're teen we're all idiots when oh, we're yeah, teenagers for sure and i'm not willing to like judge people for those moments in their lives where they're just like yeah i mean within reason within yeah. reason yeah if you're not you know if you're not being dangerous you're just saying stupid shit on the internet shit on the internet that's hardly unique to anyone it's, person. yeah first i've definitely said things on the internet that <laughs> that i'm not proud of and, yeah. and just just being stupid um you know so it's like yeah it's when we create this like value system around it and give it this yeah. weight as like a as like a uh like a vertical, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> no, that's, you're absolutely right. And okay. that, that said, PC is pretty clearly the way to go. It absolutely, but <laughs> go on to Division Two because I actually want to get into that too when we, when you asked me what I played this week. Yeah. Um. So I was I've been playing the first division actually. I, mm-hmm. I did play the beta of the Division Two, and and I really again I, I want this to be clear. I really like the division. I think it's well made. The 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 gameplay loops interesting, and I there's a lot I like about it. But I put a lot of hours in the original division. Yeah, I haven't yet, but I've been I've been doing that, and I've been enjoying it. And I'm I'm looking forward to the second one yeah uh that said one thing i've noticed and it's not just the division and we can talk more at length about this is that ubisoft has this tendency to really invoke sort of high ideas and and more importantly imagery mm-hmm. that is very intriguing and possibly incendiary and to some degree and they use that sort of as a marketing tactic but then they go out of their way it seems like not every game but a lot of games especially recently to like actively avoid anything even remotely controversial which seems like kind of a cop out to use that imagery and like, then say nothing. They kind of tease you with salaciousness. Yeah, right. Well, much better said. And um, I think Far Cry Five is a great example of that you remember it. Like, oh wow, this is all about rural America versus like and Christianity. That's like you know the stuff at the core of of what being an American is, and mm-hmm. it's, it was very intriguing. And then they just it was totally toothless. They never like yeah, never they never addressed it. guns. They never did anything even remotely controversial, despite making it look like they were. Yeah, absolutely. And then especially in this one, we were talking today about this new trailer and all the trailers for The Division 2. They're all like very evocative imagery of the White House being destroyed or the Capitol in ruins and, and, you know, the military and all this stuff that's pretty difficult to separate from the modern world. That's not to say every game has to be political. Of course not. But if you're going to use that imagery and sort of evoke that mentality, 
it's a little weak to just be like, <laughs> just kidding. We're we're touching on this in the most ancillary of ways, like, but really, we're playing it super safe. Yeah, like wouldn't it be so interesting if there was like Antifa factions, sure, and white nationalist factions? Yeah, that's exactly right. And like, and Far Cry Five was like touching on that stuff, yeah. but was totally wussed out. Well, you'd think in Division Two, like you're so much, especially in the current climate, like. You know, I'm not saying that this is happening, right? But if if somehow there was a breakdown of society, right. I would definitely see these like these current extremist factions. Oh, for sure. That currently exist in the country, like yeah. things that, that we're very aware of, um, kind of forming their own um, their own small governments, right? Um, yeah, like tribalism. Like, I mean, tri- yeah. like you said, we're all, <laughs> we're getting we're getting there anyway. You know, I I I, I think that. We're, there's always been try. Uh, you know, yeah. you can point to any any time in the history of America, or the history of any any nation, and uh, there's always tribes within that nation. There's always yeah. uh, there's always uh, factions emerging. Yeah. You know what I mean? And a rise and a fall, because it's always two sides of whatever the, yeah. the social the commentary is, yeah. right? Like like we're, whatever it is, it's you know the the the, the pro cotton gin you yeah. know what i mean industrialists and the uh yeah. the, the southern the farmers that are yeah. that are you know anti uh anti-advancement or you know what i mean yeah i'm sure that that happened back then and they were they were they hated each other and yep. hit each other with bike locks and stuff you know what i mean like <laughs> and wore masks <laughs> yeah and wore masks and, right? and, and made russian twitter bots <laughs> yeah i mean i think the whole point of like in this kind of gets away from game the whole point of our kind of system and society is to kind of minimize those extremist threats by having kind of a central um kind of balanced seesaw in the center of a government that we can all kind of push our ideals on and have nothing really happen yeah it makes yeah exactly it's like a a vague compromise yeah it's like a vague but but without that which is a central tenet of a game like the division and a million other games yeah is is what happens if there isn't that yeah yeah and that's that's a fascinating thing to Mm -hmm. explore and it and it is very much about tribalism. Like, you know, you've played a lot. There's the different groups with their different mentalities. But instead of exploring that in any meaningful way, it's literally just everyone's bad. Everyone yeah. with a red arrow is bad. And not only are they bad, shoot them and kill them. Well, there's the bad guys that like to wear yellow clothes. Right. There's the bad guys that <laughs> yeah. wear, like, uh, the, the, like fire. Yeah. You yeah, know exactly. what I mean? There's, so the, like, there's the bad guys with flames. There's the cleaners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just so um, – it's so – so toothless and like they're saying nothing and w- again which is totally fine you don't have to say anything but if you're not if you don't i don't feel like they've earned the use of that imagery and that sort of they're basically like you said they're marketing to salaciousness they're like ooh, check this out just kidding it's super yeah. safe it's so gi joe yeah you know what even, i mean even in some ways like gi joe got pretty dark at times at times yeah but it's like the laser gu- it's like you yeah. know no one's gonna die don't yeah, worry like exactly yeah exactly it feels like it's like a, a shooting gallery as opposed to mm-hmm. a, a simulation of real life now we were we were talking about this, and I think there's some truth to it. I mean, Ubisoft is not an American company. Yeah. So there might be some some trepidation behind their management to actually do anything that is commentary on America because they might they might feel like it's disingenuous. And, and I again, think, that's cool, but yeah. you don't get to you know use the capital on fire as your marketing and then not have anything meaningful to say about it. Yeah, and I think we do stuff like you know I think American companies do stuff like that, and Japanese companies do oh, stuff of like course. that. So it's, yeah, it's in no way unique to them. Yeah, it's no way unique to them, and I think. I do kind of agree. I do think the basis of that is that they are a French company um, selling to a much larger U.S. market Mm -hmm. and um, kind of being afraid to challenge that. Like, you know, it's like if we made a Chinese game. Absolutely. That, you know, 
that totally. try to accurately capture what mm-hmm. life is like inside of China. And I totally get that. And I would not feel qualified to do that. Yeah. But I also wouldn't use imagery of that evokes that. I wouldn't either. No one's making a China. Yeah, you, know, exactly. you know what I mean? Like, no one's making that game right yeah. now because they don't want to touch those yeah. um, those kind of social questions and yeah. issues. Because um, at the end of the day, they are trying to make money. Yeah, they are trying to make money. And, you know, it's hard because I really do like Ubisoft. Me too. No, um, they they make quality stuff. They're they're up there. I'm enjoying their products for sure. And I feel like they're one of the few people that really actually believes in their games. Yeah. You know, I like it's funny with with Anthem slowly becoming the worst game in existence. <laughs> um and knowing EA's track record, it's like, wow, yeah. that game is like when are they going to turn it off? You know what I mean? Yeah. Cuz it's EA and they just that's what they do. Yeah. But if it was a Ubisoft game, I'd be like I want to check back on this game in two years. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Like when it's, what it's dope. Like the same way with Siege. And The Division. The first and The one, Division. Yeah. yeah. You know, I didn't really, um, like I never got into Siege until it was four years old. And, and now all of a sudden you're like, what? And I this love it. sick. Mike, yeah. freaking, you know, Mike, for, who does the streams with us, yeah. I forced it. Like, I recommended that we do a game for a month last month. We did Siege Month. Yeah. It's a great idea, by the way. And now Dennis plays Siege every day. Is that right? Oh, that's cool. Mike was like i really like siege and yeah. he was hating on it from the get-go um you know like their ability to kind of put their heart into games on a long-term strategy yeah. and have and being allowed to do so by and, the corporate yeah. overlords and being allowed to do so yeah like is um is a profound thing and a thing that i really appreciate in a company totally agree. Uh, so you know I, I i really would like to just give them a pass but i do tend to agree i think that they um and maybe they start that way. Maybe they do have a like a salacious idea. Yeah, totally. And it just gets it just gets neutered and neutered and neutered and yeah. neutered until it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Um, I shouldn't have said neutered like four times in a row. <laughs> it didn't make any more impact. Um, <laughs> no, everyone knows the more you say a word. Yeah, but well, well, what do you think about? For example, this is just off the top of my head, and you brought up Japan, which I hadn't thought about. Like something like the original Metal Gear Solid. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm sure there's countless other examples. That's very much about America. Obviously, it's through the lens of a Japanese developer. Yeah. And I mean more than just like, oh, they researched American military vehicles. I mean, it's very much about like questions of war mm-hmm. and the military. And I'm sure a lot of that applies to Japan, too. But it, it's definitely a game that it stars an American very clearly. Yeah. And they are exploring American society in some intriguing ways. Um, so it can be done, I think. It's just Ubisoft is not doing it. Yeah. And I think Metal Gear, I think it gets a, as much as it touches on... Um, very real issues regarding um, the military and these kind of clandestine yeah, it's like operations. It's like philosophical more than it's, it is. Yeah, it's more yeah. philosophy than it is uh, any kind. Like, it would be so hard to create parallels to real figures in American history yeah. uh, with Metal Gear. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah, I know, mean? for sure. And I think that's... And they kind of get a pass for that, too, because it is so cartoony. Yeah. Like, like wait, the president's a, a clone? Like, stuff like that. Spoilers for yeah. a very old game. Wait, what? But, <laughs> <laughs> but like they do have that sort of anime flair to it where it's a little more forgivable i'm sure there's better examples but but i think that th- those types of those types of kind of flares are what makes it so easy to give it a pass yeah I think because right. it's so easy to excuse it as oh this is just anime bullshit yeah. like yeah. you know what i mean that's my favorite uh, phrase recently where um where you know if it seemed more accurate if it yeah if it felt more real. And if it was trying to be more realistic. And if realistic. it was trying to be more realistic. Yeah. And also, I think Japan um, Japan is in a unique situation, right? I think post-World War II, the way that Japan's government and military has been so kind of um, yeah. 
suppressed and kind of i mean for lack of a better term kind of put under the thumb of of american military right um i think in some ways they're kind of allowed to have a level of commentary that i don't think other countries could get away with point you know not so much like french canadians yeah not so much like french (laughs) yeah um you know because i think in a lot of ways um from what i've seen you know i'm not japanese i've never lived in japan but you know i think they feel that oppression in their country you know just from interviews i've seen interviews i've seen things i've seen um content i've seen um and so i think you know their their desire to have like an outlet to kind of communicate some of these philosophical ideas yeah i think is uh acceptable where we think of france as kind of um you know or i think we think of europe as kind of sadly to say like kind of ungrateful participants (laughs) post-world war ii you know what i mean like uh you know, like we didn't have to get into this and you know like yeah and I, i'm not saying that that's correct yeah or, these are all like incorrect huge huge like high level stereotypes yeah these are high level stereotypes yeah. and so i think that there's a certain amount of scrutiny a european developer would yeah, get I think for that type of thing say. because we feel like well you know then what do we do what why are we you know yeah providing all this aid to the eu you know and participating in these in these uh, defenses for in defense yeah. for the country and the e and the yeah you know you're making fun of UN, us yeah and you're just making fun of us and you know <laughs> what i mean where we do have some responsibility for japan yeah we no, are that's a, that's a very interesting some, interpretation if something happens to japan we must defend them because yeah. we've told them they cannot defend themselves yeah yeah right yeah well, we got this yeah we, we have to um that's interesting okay well what about for just for that's example, my deep cut right there no that's really interesting uh, what about like Assassin's Creed Three, which is Ubisoft, and that was about the American Revolution and very much about the founding and like creation of America, which is kind of interesting. I'll be honest, I didn't play it. Yeah, a lot of people didn't. It was a, <laughs> it was an interesting game. I mean, it, a lot of it was like the the whole beginning was actually in Mohawk, which mm-hmm. was really cool. And I don't know, they did some really neat stuff. I think history is easier to tackle. <clears throat> yeah, and that was a long time ago. It's more like it's almost it is sort of cartoonish in terms of legend. Like you meet George Washington and stuff like that. It's sort of very. Again, it's not trying to accurately simulate what life was like then. And I think in general, like, history kind of gives you – you can point to the history books, you yeah, know, and be true. like, hey, we, hey, we, they said it. It. we didn't say yeah, it. Yeah, we, this isn't our idea. That's a good point because the division takes place in the future, so yeah. it would be more like – It's like these aren't our ideas. This is yeah. what's written in this book. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, this is the, the common vernacular. We didn't invent any of this, yeah. you know. Um, this is what you guys invented. This is – yeah, you told me this. <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking of Japanese games, what did you play this week? So, I feel like you're hinting at Persona. No, well, actually, yes, but I was hinting at the other one. <laughs> so, I didn't get to play any Persona. Yeah, I figured. That's okay. Uh, but there's another Japanese game. Because I've been playing Devil May Cry. Yeah. that's And honestly, one. that game is a fucking knockout. <laughs> it is so good. Yeah, um, I've heard that almost universally. I am. I never really got into Devil May Cry. Same here. I, I played I the, played first, the one. first one. Yeah, yeah, same here. I thought it was a little... Yeah. It was interesting, but I, I don't think dumb, I ever even beat it. A little dumb, all right. Yeah, um, yeah. I thought it was it was cool in its own. Yeah. It had a style to it. It was very, and you know, a product of its time. Yeah, um, I played the Bayonetta games, right? And I think that those kind oh, of yeah. are very similar, right? Yeah, it's platinum. Um, Devil May Cry Five is dope. It looks amazing. I'm playing it on my PC. 2k ultra settings 144 hertz yeah. this thing is it's juicy it is <laughs> it is everything you could expect out of like uh out of like a super action game 
It's campy. Yeah. It doesn't take itself too seriously, but then it takes itself so goddamn seriously. Yeah. And like, it's all these edge lord dudes. Yeah. And like, like just straight super like, emo guys in like leather vests. Yeah, like yeah. dirty like rock dudes. Yeah, like in leather vests and 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 you know trench coats and yeah. One the one guy's wearing like Jesus sandals, <laughs> and it's just like that does sound amazing. It's so it's so great. Like it's. At one point, you're like, is this for, like, stupid goths? And then you're like, goths are amazing. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know what I mean? I always love when things can, like, pay homage while also making fun of it. Yeah, and so I'll, be, cool. I'll be honest. I haven't gotten to play that much yet. Yeah. All right, so so take my my ideas with a grain of salt. And I haven't played it all yet, but I am looking forward to it. Like, I've only played Nero so far. I only have four missions or five missions or yeah. something like that. Have uh, you been replaying to get the high rankings? No, not yet. I'm just kind of getting through it once. Because you yeah. unlock all the dudes. Right. So you get like Nero, Dante, Dante and, and then the do with the do with the animals. That's V. Yeah. Yeah. So you unlock all the dudes. Uh Nico's dope, the chick with the van. Like <laughs> she's super hot. She's like kind of crazy. She's like crazy crazy. Yeah. In a way that is like very endearing. Yeah. Uh she the van always comes like through like out of the ground and <laughs> jumps off a building. Like it's just all so the extreme. Yeah. It's all so extreme. When you beat a mission like like you're looking at it and it's like the the score screen and like someone like shoots the the screen and the glass breaks and then it 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 90 degrees tilts and then the glass starts flying by you know it's just it's just so cool I like style yeah, yeah style. it's so stylish yeah. i mean it's a lot of what i what i loved it reminded me of persona in yeah, a lot in that of way. ways that attention to like to just, style and that that very clear and concise focus on like aesthetics like okay Here's the thing about this game. We're going to make it look fucking awesome. Yeah. It's and just, more than anything else, yeah. make sure it looks dope. It's just got to look dope. It does yeah. some crazy things with the camera that kind of suck for controlling it sometimes. <laughs> but, but it's look worth it. Dope. Like, once you kind of get in the swing of it, you know, like three missions in, like, I kind of was like, okay, these are what my skills do. So, you know, at that point, you start air juggling and grappling guys up into your air juggle to pull the next one into your next air juggle. Yeah. And then shoot dope. your guns off and just like, like, it's just, it, it, gets so fluid at yeah. some point that it's and that's just what you want from a game like that and yeah, it's exactly what you want from a game like that um the boss fights can feel super cheap but it always checkpoints you right at the beginning of the nice. boss fight so you never have to like run through trash mobs there's always a there's always a phone booth before a boss fight so a phone booth where you can call nico to come sell you upgrades and items <laughs> nice. right so you can always like be like okay like i just gotta spend all my currency and kind of get a little get a little better here yeah like it feels like it's set up to make you feel dope, to make you feel strong, yeah, and to give you like your best fighting chance. Oh, that sounds to amazing. kill all these stupid demons. Yeah, you know, like it's just it's it's really good. Like um, I was talking to my friend at, at Capcom, and I was just like, before I played the game, and we were looking at the scores. Like, so I played it yesterday for the first yeah. time, and so the scores came out yesterday morning. Yeah, that's and it right. Was, um, a lot of nines, a lot of 9.25s. Yeah, that's 9.5s. what we gave it, 9.25, um, which is really good. Really good. And so I was telling her, I was like, you know, I feel like Capcom's just like just like rolling downhill, like not downhill in a bad yeah, way, but just like picking up speed, speed yeah. right? Like like people are so in love with Capcom. Yeah, like, myself included. But it's so easy to give them nines. Like it's yeah. not a – you don't have to think about it. You just play the game like, this game's so fun, nine. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, you want to give it a nine Where as e opposed yeah, to if like – if it was an EA game, you'd yeah. be like, this seems fun, but I'm not sure where – I don't the, trust it. Where's the hooks? Where's it going to get bad? Yeah. You know? Like, like I think that's Apex is a lot of that. Like when it first came out, people were excited and really liked it. But they were scared. But they were scared, right? Yeah. 
Um, but then I played it and I was just like, this game deserves every score it got. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's so good. It looks so nice. It's so dumb. The cutscenes are ridiculous. I was going to say the other one. The other one. But I thought <laughs> but that both would, apply. I thought that was kind of crude. Um, <laughs> but it is like they make no sense. Yeah, I love that. When they, they can just, when it, it's, we've talked about this before, when a game just has an identity. Yeah. And it really doesn't give a shit if you're on board or not. It does just not like, care. This is what I'm doing. If you want to, if you want to get on board, it's going to be a ride of your life. If not, that's fine. I don't care. Yeah, I'm trying game, to impress you. This game does not care yeah. what you think of it, and that's what makes that. it so cool. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like that kid at school that just was so cool, yeah. and like, you know, back in my day, like he smoked cigarettes at school. Like, yeah. don't smoke cigarettes, kid. That's not cool. Anymore. It's not cool anymore. No. But in the '90s, that was cool. Yeah. All right, and you know, he drove like a. Like a sweet Camaro. That was always right. jumping off a roof. Yeah. Was out of the ground. Yeah. Like, you know, and like some kid tried to fight him once and it like wasn't he, like he just kicked his ass. <laughs> without you know? even like without looking Without even up. trying. Yeah. Like. From his Game Boy Pocket Yeah, SP. but he was like, but he was nice to everybody. Yeah, he Like was cool. even the dorks, he was just like, like, oh, you're cool, man. You made everybody feel good. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's Devil May Cry. That's Devil May Cry. Like he's just, just so cool. Doesn't care. That's awesome. But like, is just pleases everybody because. It's so like self assured. Well, not to you know be a downer, but what about what about the microtransactions? Have you run into that at all? Because nope. that is something some people talk about. I haven't even run into them. I, I can't. Um, so most people have said, for the record, from what I and again I haven't played it. Most people have said it's pretty well hidden and that it doesn't. I guess you can buy experience or orbs, but it doesn't. You don't need them. But it's there, and the fact it's even there bothers a lot of people. I haven't even spent all the red orbs i've earned playing yeah like you know what i mean like i've been buying upgrades and maybe once i get all three dudes yeah because then you're buying upgrades for all three dudes that and, and I yeah i know see. there's weapons you can unlock or something yeah i could see having issues kind of when that comes up like i said i'm pretty early in the yeah, game for sure so and maybe it's fine i'm not saying it's gonna be a problem i was just curious if you'd encountered it at all yet i think people are very nervous about microtransactions and i think um honestly like when when Overwatch released loot boxes. When Overwatch was coming out as a game that was thirty dollars with, with loot box transactions, I was like, I was swinging the alarm. I was like, "You guys, you're agreeing to something you don't want to agree to." They're like, "No, it's just cosmetics. It's fine." Yeah. And I was like, "You're paying for a game, and they want you to buy microtransactions. Like, this is the beginning. Don't do it, right?" And everyone's like, "It's cool, right?" And I was like, fine, then this is our future. And from yeah. that point on, I've kind of just accepted it, right? <laughs> I was like, we had our chance to make a stand. No one wanted to make a stand. And at this point, it's like, we're going to sell us everything. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it starts with cosmetics. You know what I mean? But, but once you open the gate of like, yeah, you can charge us for stuff in paid games too. Call of Duty, like Black, like the Call of Duty games had done it too with theirs, but everyone already hated you know what I, everyone was well, already, I, always, I always think of the horse armor in oblivion that yeah. was sort of the the, the the first test of like a foot in the water they're like and they got a lot of blowback but people still buy us so like all right yeah every time you know and it's it's like now i can't i can't get behind these arguments anymore because there's just been so many hills that no one's ever been willing to die on yeah and it's kind of too late and it's, yeah it's, it's not like everyone's gonna be like Okay, sorry, we're not gonna have any more microtransactions. Yeah, and, you know, and I think there's a couple places where they've toned it down, like with EA and and, uh, and Battlefront. Yeah, kind of finding the balance still. Yeah, but it's 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 too late. I agree. You know, like like we had our our moments to die on the hill and we didn't. So, 
This is the future, man. This is what games are. Yeah, that's not to say. Yeah, I mean, it all depends on how you implement it, right? In terms of, I, I kind of agree. It's like, all right, that ship has sailed. That's how it. Now it's all about like, did they implement it in a rude, shitty way, like in Black Ops Four, or did they do it in a really under the hood, like where it's totally optional, like some other games? I'm interested to see. I mean, I'll update you guys as I get further into yeah, it. For sure, we'll have to check um, back in. But you know, to be honest, I don't even care. Yeah. As long as it's not, like, interrupting your fun, who gives a shit? Yeah, the gameplay's so good. Yeah, I'm really excited to play it, it looks, You've got me pumped up. It looks so good. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, I don't care. I don't even, I, you could, if you came in here and be like, but it sucks, I'd just be like, fuck off. Like, I yeah. don't care. I'm, like me, like Dante, <laughs> like Nero. So, uh, let me ask you this. I don't give a shit about your concerns. Of the three, who do you think you're the most like? <laughs> I haven't played, so, but I'm curious. For when I do play. Or let me ask this. Which one do you want to be? Probably Dante because I'm old. (laughs) He's really old in this one. (laughs) But he's fucking awesome nonetheless. He is awesome. But, like, that's the only person I have, like... (laughs) Any any tenuous connection to? Like, Nero's, like, the kid. Yeah. Right? He's got one arm. We're definitely not kids. He's the one-armed kid with the robot arms, which is cool. Yeah, that's cool. And V is, like, the sensitive one. Yeah. He reads poetry. Oh, that's nice. So, like, you know, I, you can, like, charge up with a move. And so, like, Nero's, he, like, revs his sword. It's got a <laughs> motorcycle thing on it. Of course. But V's is he reads poetry. To that's Rev. how he, like, powers up? Yeah, like, he'll just be, that's like... That's pretty badass. Like, during a fight, because he fights with, with uh, summons. Yeah. His summons we fight, and he'll be like, "'Twas a dark winter's that evening. awesome. The... When the demons came from below, and you know what I mean, that like, sounds so reads, fucking sweet. Yeah, he just sits there, and just starts reading poetry, and like the monster will be like, "Like, do you think you have time to read poems?" <laughs> you know, and you're like, "Oh, it's like hell yeah, because I'm about to smoke <laughs> your ass." <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. That sounds so fun. Yeah, I want to play this. It's pretty good. Um, that's but that's what I mean. Things like that are so like perfect for its identity. Yeah. It knows exactly what it is. Yeah, and it's unapologetic. Yeah, it doesn't. It's. It That's just so every time you think it's going to apologize, it doubles down. Yeah. You know, like, even like Nico, right? Because she's like super sexy, mm-hmm. right? And at some at some level, you're almost like, oh, is this going to be like a Cindy thing? You know, yeah. like like where they're like, oh, you know, it's not that. It's no, nah, like she's just super sexy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like she's a little flirtatious, but not like, but she's badass. Yeah. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's just kind of like everybody's sexy like when you when yeah you really, exactly when you take a step back and look at it you're like wait it's kind like, of that's part of the identity of the game yeah these dudes are all super hot to somebody yeah, you know what course. i mean there's like the young super hot one yeah. there's the stubbly super hot yeah. one and then there's like, like the sensitive super hot totally. one like like this whole thing is like uh is it's someone's a, it's perverted like a sexy fantasy. fest yeah it's a sexy fest yeah which is great as so, long as it's like it's just that's what we're doing yeah so it's perfect it just fits it knows its identity so that's well. awesome i can't wait to try it I, I will have played it by next week hopefully yeah i just spent all that money on new pc parts so it might be a little while but so that and apex have been like i'm yeah. still like so hooked on the apex drug yeah it's sad i need to stop no you don't why because i bought more my more boxes uh speaking of i bought more loot boxes and those are purely cosmetic correct yeah i can't get the heirloom skins so why do you feel like you need those so badly because it's a kunai knife <laughs> that's not really an answer <laughs> yeah it's super cool it's a glowing it's a so i'm i <laughs> is it I cooler usually, than devil may cry this kunai knife that's a tough one huh that is tough so i usually i made wraith okay right yeah, she's cool she's cool she seems like she could hang out with with dante 
I think she murdered Dante. You think so? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, maybe not, but whatever. <laughs> She's not a demon. They'll be friends. But um, yeah. but so her th- she's the only one that has an heirloom skin, which is like the highest tier of rarity, mm-hmm. and it's a knife. The whole skin? Yeah, it's all it is. Is <laughs> your melee? Because everyone's melee is fists in the oh, game. Oh, I see. But if she gets this, her melee, she holds a knife. And she like flips it in her fingers Ooh, and stuff. That is pretty cool. It's super cool, and you can't craft it. You have to get it to drop. I've finally I've given up. I'm not buying any more boxes. I've yeah. bought a lot of boxes. Really? And do you feel okay about that? I mean, um, all, all kidding aside, like I mean, it's good to support. It's a free to play game. Let's let's remember that. Yeah, I mean, I've probably already put 150 hours into the game. Yeah. So, yeah, it's fine. I'm not mad about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if I if I hadn't put so much time into the game um i might be a little grumpy like this sucks if if you know when the battle pass comes out we'll see how that is i'll probably buy that too yeah but if the battle pass sucks and it feels like they're not releasing things i'll be a little po'd that you know i kind of invested i'd be more po'd i invested so much time than money into it like that's interesting i spent a 100 bucks on plenty of things that are worthless you know what i mean (laughs) so it's not like the end of the world um but you know i feel like i'm I'm getting value, not value, but you know, it's yeah. worth it to me. Yeah. Right. I, no, I, I, I don't mind support. Like I'll say this, even though I do get game codes, like I bought monster, I got a monster hunter code. I also bought monster hunter three times Yeah, for different. I bought one for a friend. I bought it on PC cause my code was taking too long. I bought it on <laughs> PS4 cause that's what oh, wow. came out first. Oh wow. Um, you know, I bought an extra copy of resident evil. Yeah. Like, um, when I like games, even if I could play them for free, like I want to be able to loudly say, like, I love this. Yeah. Like, let's do this. Right. Yeah. That's one thing I do love about DLC is even if it's DLC, I don't particularly want, if it's a game I got a code for and I like it, I almost mm-hmm. always buy it. It's not the same as buying a copy or, or uh, like you said, sometimes I'll buy it for a friend, which is kind of nice. It's like a great way to feel like you, you kind of paid your due and also you get to play it with someone. Yeah. And, you know, like, I, I definitely kind of leaned more into the idea of, like, if I'm upset about something, like, don't cry about it. Yeah. Just don't spend money on it. Yeah. Right? Like, just the the only way to speak to companies that they understand is to not open your wallet. Yeah. Right? They do not care if you complain on Twitter. They do not, You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, because no. they already have your money. Yeah. You got to remember that. So speak loud and proud with yeah. your money when it matters, mm-hmm. right? Don't just... And and like you just said, both negative in terms of not, yeah. but also positive. But like also, if, if a company's doing something right and you already bought it, like consider other ways you can show your support for yeah. that. Every dog... I mean, I get it. There's big publishers behind these companies that seem to be monoliths that are mega rich and unstop- untouchable, right? Um, but believe me, if you respawn needs the money yeah they are not a monolith by any means no and they had their last game did not do well yep right despite being awesome by almost every metric despite being awesome by every metric if you can so show ea that that response work is something you appreciate and it's something that you think is good and yeah. want to see more of then you know yeah ea is going to get a cut right but there's always someone's going to get a cut like, like, I think it's important to be loud and proud and say, like, yeah. I love this and here's my money to show it. Yeah. Um, and, 
you know, I don't think there's any shame in that. I've spent a hundred bucks on Apex loot boxes. But you've also spent like more than a hundred hours playing the game. So yeah. who cares? And I've spent, you know, probably a thousand dollars in World of Warcraft subscriptions. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like there's just some things you put the time into and you mm-hmm. just feel like it's worth it. Absolutely. I totally um, agree. Yeah, I think that's an important part of the conversation is is there's nothing wrong with buying anything, whether it's DLC or loot boxes or even something quote unquote silly. If you're if that's your way of showing support to the developer, then yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Especially again, especially if it's a free to play game. That's it's the only way they make money. It's the only way they make money. It's the only way they know it works. Yeah. So that right. I think that's always important to remember too. Like Overwatch, you pay thirty, sixty bucks, you never buy a loot box, that's fair. Yeah, I think that's fair too. I will say about Overwatch, I definitely would not have played it as long if they did not have cosmetic loot boxes. Like yeah. if everything was unlocked, there's no way I would have played it as long. So it's not necessarily a negative. How do you feel about Overwatch right now? I haven't played it in a long time because I've been playing The Division. I haven't played it in a long time. And, a li- and Apex. Yeah, they even released a new character who like, looks awesome, but I haven't I haven't logged in in weeks. Yeah, it's funny. Like when um, Ash came out. Yeah. Played a little bit. Yeah, Ash was fun. So I loved Ash, Ash and I bought her cool. golden gun and everything. Yeah. And, um, but it kind of reminded me that like, I don't, I don't really like Overwatch. I love it. I just, I'm just, I played a lot of Overwatch. I played, I played more Overwatch than probably any other game in like recent memory. So Overwatch, I, yeah. I gave it a lot of time and I don't know. I'm just kind of, maybe I'll get back into it. A lot of times that'll happen. Like, this happens sometimes where you'd be like, oh, boot it up, and then you find you're loving it again, and then you get back into it. But Overwatch one's game, like, I think Apex kind of clicks with me, too, as far as, like, my skill level. Yeah. You know? Like, I get a lot of wins at Apex. Yeah. I try and get one win a day. That's kind of my goal with wow. Apex. That's pretty good. I usually can get in one or two. You must be it. getting pretty damn good. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. Yeah, I usually can do one or two in a day. Yeah. Um, But with Overwatch, like, same thing. Like, I, I would just play a lot of quick play, and then I jumped into ranked. I was plat, right? Yeah, you know, which was, it was just pretty good. It was, it's yeah. I'm normally like silver gold in those kinds of games, yeah. so it was like, oh, like this game kind of clicks with me. Like I'm strong in DPS in this game. Like, I feel like I can carry games at yeah. times, um, and you know, so that felt good. But yeah, it's just now when I go into Overwatch, it's just so like kind of samey. Like even the new characters, it is. It is very. Um, there's just not a lot of variation in terms mm. of game type. In terms of like even the new maps are cool and Blizzard, you know, of course everything's hyper polished, which is great. But yeah, it is. It feels like okay, Overwatch is going to be the same thing. And they do the thing that I really don't appreciate in um, developers, where they really strongly want to dictate how characters are played. Yeah. Right. Like, there's no real way to play characters out of their intended meta. Yeah, that's um, true. They're pretty. They're pretty strict about that. Yeah, like they just they they want the comp. They really want like a two two two. Yeah, and then like, as soon as people start figuring out how to break it, they just nerf the shit out yeah, of the character. They it's nerf like, the oh, shit. Come on, we we're having fun. And they nerf the shit out of anything that violates yeah, kind of and their. I think that's because they're like, we got to do the owl. We got to do it. And it's like, yeah, this kind of gets back into what we were talking about last week. Like the esports thing. I think a little less oversight might actually might actually be good for it. Yeah, you know, and I think we said this last week too. It's like when fans create the rules when. When the community develops a rule set, yeah, it it's it's it tends to thrive. Yeah, and when it's organic and it feels like it's yours. Yeah, and when the developers like, no, this is how it's gonna play. Yeah, it feels so forced. Especially and when unins- that developers in bed with Activision. Yeah, and uninspired. Yeah, don't even <laughs> talk about that. <laughs> um. Oh, uh, speaking of Blizzard. Before oh, we, sorry, I just remembered this bit of news. 
Did you hear about the first Diablo getting released? Oh, yeah, on that's GOG. Kinda, that's a really interesting thing, and I think it was a smart move. The fact they didn't do it on their store, the fact they gave it to GOG, who, you know, all the haters of of Activision Blizzard, you know, it's their, like, holy company right now. Mm-hmm. I think that was a smart move. I and think so, also, too. And also, the first Diablo is awesome, and I played a lot of it growing up. I'm more of a Diablo 2 lover, but... Yeah. Most people are, and I am, too. I play a lot more Diablo 2, but their Diablo, the first one, has a very special place in my heart. Yeah. I remember playing it on my first computer. Had 16 megabytes of RAM, so that's for all you kids. I remember Diablo being kind of scary to me. It is scary. The first one's a lot darker than the second one, and yeah. then obviously the second one's a lot darker than the third one, but the first one's really dark, and yeah. I love that, and I really wish they'd bring that back because it was unique, and the lore was really cool and creepy as hell, mm-hmm. and it was super violent, and Diablo 2 was also like that, but a little bit tamer, and then Diablo 3 is barely violent at all. I feel all. like Diablo 2 kind of gets a little deeper, like... It uses fantasy to soften yes, well a lot said. of that, right? Whereas, yeah, the first one's very satanic, Yeah, which right. is cool. It's very satanic imagery, and it was very unapologetic about that. And then you're right. Two is more – there's still a lot of darkness in it, but it is both literally and thematically. But it is much more, oh, this is fantasy. This is high fantasy. Yeah, this, this is, is like, this is satanic shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And three is like – Three is like World of Warcraft, yeah, basically. Angels. Mm, yeah. Slain. Three's, anyway, like three, if, if you never played the first Diablo, whether you've played the other ones or not, it's cool. It's only 10 bucks. I think. It's not a remaster, but it does run, obviously, on modern systems, and it might be worth checking out, and it's DRM-free, obviously. I'll tell you this. If you haven't played the old Blizzard games, if you have not played Warcraft 3 yeah. or Diablo 1 and 2, you should play those games. Yeah, I agree. Star, the original StarCraft campaign. Yeah, and that's been remastered, and that remaster is perfect. Yeah, like, I mean, I know they're doing Warcraft 3 Reforged. Yeah. You don't have to wait for it. Yeah, Warcraft, Warcraft 3, 3 is aged really well. Warcraft 3 is great. Yeah. Warcraft 2 is fun, but Warcraft 3 is really where I think Warcraft the campaign... 2, yeah, I think Warcraft 2 would be really hard for even, yeah. even for me to go back to. Warcraft 3 campaign really shines. Yeah. You know, it's, it's it's the Blizzard you know. It's the StarCraft yeah. Blizzard. Yeah. Where totally. It's got beautiful cutscenes. Yep. It is like the very first modern Blizzard game is, yeah. is Warcraft 3, I think. Yeah. I mean, I think Star, StarCraft is... Yeah, that's true, I suppose. Sort of in that same vein. Where Which the, one came first? StarCraft. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's right. Yeah. StarCraft was like 97. Six ninety seven, yeah. and Warcraft three. Yeah, so StarCraft and Diablo were the two games I'd play on my sixteen megabyte machine. It was like the only two games I could run. That and checks. Uh, do you remember the checks game? You know, it's funny. In my bedroom at that time, like I we had a PC in the living room, a, a you know a, a four eighty six we bought compact. Yeah. Um, but in my bedroom, I had a Macintosh Power PC. Oh, interesting. That like was a hand me down for my dad's work. Yeah. And yeah, so, this was a handy down for my mom's work. And so all I could really play on it, or all I had, the only game I had that I played was StarCraft because yeah. it ran on Mac. Yeah, that was a lot of people's yeah. experience. Yeah, if you so, had a Mac, you're playing StarCraft and Diablo, and that's probably yeah, it. I just played nonstop StarCraft. Like, yeah. like, any, like anybody that would play me, like, I would just play StarCraft forever. Yeah. Um, well, one thing that's cool about this new, not again, not a remaster, but this re-release of Diablo is it has the multiplayer, but it's cool because they didn't change any of the menus, so it's so old school. It still asks, like, ASL. It's still, uh, oh, you have to open certain ports mm-hmm. in order to do the multiplayer, yeah. which is just, they probably could have got around that, but I think it's cool they didn't. Yeah, port forwarding's fun. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's really worth checking out as a sort of a historical thing. And also, Diablo 1 is a genuinely fun game. I don't understand why they haven't released it for Android. I would buy, I would pay 20 bucks for it on day one. Yeah, if you haven't played the Diablos, the StarCrafts or Warcraft 3, play them. Yeah. They're cheap. You can find They're them super anywhere. cheap, and, they, and then most of them are being remastered, so they'll run on modern systems. Good stuff. And you can probably find Battle Chests for all of them, too, which is yeah. all the expansions and yep. everything. Lord of Destruction. Lord of Destruction. Wow, that's pretty good. <laughs> Deckard Kane. Yeah, I can do a pretty good, <laughs> I can do a pretty good Deckard Kane. You want to hear it? Okay, let's hear it. 
stay a while and listen. That is pretty good. Diablo's up on the mountain. <laughs> Make sure you stop by and become well armed. Oh, that is pretty good. <laughs> anyway. I feel like I'm in the room with Deckard Kane yes. right oh, now. Stay a while. Identify your items. And you don't, might not want to see War, uh, <laughs> Diablo 3, okay? No, no, no. <laughs> Get out. Spoiler Get out alert. before yeah. the third one. Why? <laughs> I've heard it's lovely. Deckard Go, Decker, just, just go, just right. <laughs> go. <laughs> oh, and if if you're a Diablo three fan and you've played the what is it called the like seasonal thing where you go back to Tristram and you go into the the temple and it's all like oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's a throwback to the original Diablo yeah, which yeah. is kind of cool that yeah. was that was a genuinely cool thing I think they did oh that that is a cool thing Blizzard's a cool company when they're cool yeah this was exactly what I'm talking about like this was a very cool move they're cool when they're cool yeah just not when they're not. Well said, man. Yeah, man. doesn't apply to anything else. Just Blizzard. Yeah, man. So what else has been in the news? In like, the that news. That was a nice little bit of news from like this morning or yesterday. So this is just a tidbit. <sighs> oh, I love tidbits. I'm not going to go deep into this. But what's up? It's fucking Anthem, man. Yeah. The, yeah. It's not the Anthem of creation. It's the Anthem of destruction, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's a bummer. It's, it I really mean, is a bummer. It's just around every turn. And, you know, like, so I don't know if you guys know, but on reddit yesterday and there was that's where i saw it there was this bug where i don't even know if it's a bug yeah but level one weapons and skills that, that so one particular gun yeah no it's all it's oh, is it all of them so oh, what, what's happening basically is the damage numbers are smaller so if you use a level what the problem was a level one gun was killing um high-end monsters faster yeah, than your level 45 gear. or your masterworks gear um so what happens is, at level one, now I'm a level one freelancer, right? Flying through the the land, the land. I don't even remember what they call that yeah. shit, right? <laughs> and you see a monster and you shoot it five times and it dies, mm -hmm. right? I'm a level thirty freelancer with a masterworks gun. I see a monster. It might take me twenty shots to kill it because it's a grandmaster two monster, right, or whatever they call it, right? <laughs> The problem is that behavior will still happen no matter what your level is. Oh, that's what right? it is. I so see. the numbers will look different, right? It'll look like the, the 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 masterworks weapon is doing way more damage. But it's not actually. But it's not actually. Huh. Right? It's actually um, kind of basing the level weapon you're using on how many how long it takes to kill said monster, how much a percentage of that monster's life it takes. Interesting. So if you use level one skills, you could just start like one shotting things, right? Like high end elites, like Grandmaster Two elites, you can just run through and just one shot them. That's with like level the kind of weird QA thing where there's not a lot of excuse for that. No, and then that's and that's like a real scaling problem. That's really my issue with Anthem is like, you know, it's it's funny. I was like on the the subreddit, and everyone's so very defensive there, and yeah. um, you know, everyone's like, oh, you know, bugs are gonna happen, and blah blah. blah. None of my issues with Anthem are bugs. Yeah. It's choices. Yeah, it's design choices. That it's, seems to be pretty much unanimous. It's almost entirely... Like, the loading issues and all that sucks. But it seems to me the real problems are just the way they designed it. The amount of load, right? Yeah. All the loads. Yeah. Not being able to access your... You know what drives me nuts in that game? So many things. You get all this stupid loot, and, you know, so you break it down. Yeah. In order to break it down, you have to literally go item by item. Like, yeah, there's a way to to flag all the stuff you want and, and junk it all at once but it takes just as long to put a flag <laughs> on an item 
as it is to break that item down. Right? Like you hover the item, yeah. you click a button, and you wait for, I guess, the server to reply and say okay, and then that item is flagged. It literally takes seconds for each item. You have hundreds of in a loot shooter. Like, yeah, in yeah, a loot. Yeah, really you know what I mean. Great. It's like these choices are just so like they just make no sense. But I don't want to get hung up on Anthem too yeah. long. We spent a lot of time. Yeah, bashing but on. But it Anthem. is interesting. How it just keeps like there's. It's one of those situations where it just keeps getting worse. Yeah, it's like it doesn't it's seem like, to be any light. And then again, I hope there is. It's like Fallout. It's like yeah, it's exactly. Just, That's true. It reminds me. It's not quite to that level yet, but it is like because is Fallout seventy six like even still around? <laughs> it's a thing. Do you know anyone who plays it? Uh, no. I don't either. I don't think I've ever met anyone who plays it like, regularly. And no, you, you guys played it, but... I mean, we played it one time, and even then I was just like, this is... Yeah. This is really rough. You know, like... But it you was, played Anthem a fair amount. I mean, you beat it, right? I beat the campaign. Yeah. yeah. Um, I played... I, tr- I really wanted to give Anthem a fair shake. I and think I, you did. And I think there are moments in Anthem that feel so good yeah and it's that that's what's so frustrating is like you run into these things that are just like just real boner killers you yeah. know and it's you're just like all right like i'm not i'm i'm not interested in this you know yeah and, and like you said it's ea so even that thing of like well maybe in two years it'll be the best game ever i don't know if it's gonna live that long and then you realize there's a loot shooter where the loot is irrelevant yeah there's no loot and it's there's a, no end game there's no relevance to loot <laughs> at all and there's no end game <laughs> Right, that's like you, the two things you need to do right. Yeah, how can you have a loot shooter where loot <laughs> does not matter? <laughs> yeah, you kind of miss an important part there, right? So I, I didn't want to. I don't want to spend too much time yeah, on that. Sure. I just wanted to. But it's interesting to chronicle this. This type it of is, and it's, and it, I feel like if I didn't mention it, then we're really missing, like, kind of what is the zeitgeist of gaming yeah. right now, no, right? For like, sure, like, absolutely. You know, um, well, but, and, and speaking of EA. Oh no! It's a little interesting development about E3. Yeah, I haven't really like dug into this yet. Yeah. I just heard it. So. Yeah. So from what I understand, and I haven't read too deeply either, is they they do a thing called EA Play, which I've been to the last few years. Yeah. It's, it's part of E3, but they got so big they decided not to be in E3, and a lot of companies are doing that now. It seems like, like a Madden fest more than. <laughs> it is, and like Bethesda's doing that. A lot of companies are doing it. It's not just EA. Yeah, the offsite. Like yeah, because to be fair, it makes sense. They're so huge; they need more than just one booth. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Uh, even the biggest booth in E3 is not nearly as big as these things that Bethesda and EA are putting out. But from what I understand, they're still doing EA Play, and I'll be going again, hopefully, so I'll be able to tell you in person. But they're not doing a press conference. Yeah, it's so weird. It's not that weird if you think about it. They don't have any games to announce. So what the hell would they talk about? Star Wars? I feel like no one has games to announce. Yeah. Well, and here's the other thing: we were talking about this again today. Is that most of EA's money comes from sports games, and nobody who nobody who goes to E3 gives a shit about sports games. Yeah, nobody. So they're gonna, if all they have to announce is a new version of UFC, which, with all due respect, like whatever, if that's what you want to play, that's great. But nobody who's at E3 wants to listen to people talk about UFC or Madden or FIFA. I, I don't think anyone wants to talk about UFC anymore. Yeah, maybe not. But I anyway, like it's UFC like a, is. Like, I mean, that's a whole <laughs> different topic. But man, but like I know people who play that game religiously and love UFC. But but nobody's at E three wants to talk about sports games, and if that's all EA has right now, which it is, you know, quite possible, it kind of makes sense. They're so like, you know what? No, I feel like Activision has nothing coming. Yeah, what I'm surprised though is they're not doing some more stuff for Apex. Like they could release a new character, yeah, or I know. whatever. Like the Battle Pass, all that stuff could be at EA Play. But that's, I'm surprised too. I'm su- honestly, if I was, if I was EA right now, yeah, I would be like, oh, we'll be at E three, yeah. 
big it's league. gonna be the apex show yeah yeah you know what i mean just like when you go to the epic booth in eddie three it's 99.9 percent Fortnite. yeah and you know and epic doesn't get a stage right yeah. like yeah, yeah like we're gonna use this as an opportunity to show you like like we're the big dogs yeah Fortnite. you know yeah sure that's for kids on their phones yeah you know what i mean like like this is a gamers this game. This is a real game. Gamers love this shit. Yeah, and we're gonna like show here's you all why. the streamers. Here's all the like people yeah. have Shroud on stage. Yeah, absolutely. Have Doctor Disrespect on stage. Have a live. Yeah. Have Lyric on stage. Have a live tournament yeah, or something. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Like I would like just blow it out. I would just yeah. be like, no, we're gonna embrace this. It is odd that they that they chose to go the opposite, like media silence route. Yeah, it's and weird. I'm, I get it. Like I, you know, when when Sony said they weren't gonna do E3. It kind of made sense because I don't feel like they need it. You know, I feel like I feel like um, Microsoft has not found a way to respond to Sony's games. Yeah. You know, in any kind of. They should try uh, making really good games. Yeah. That'd, that'd be one way to do it. In any kind of tangible way. <laughs> um, so, I, you know, I think. Step one, make games that everyone wants to play. I think if you're Sony right now, you're just like, I think we, can just, we should just keep our mouth shut until. Yeah. Until something happens. Yeah, let's ride the wave, man. Yeah. Everyone likes us. No one liked our last show, so yeah. if we just, let's just not do another one of those. Yeah. Right? Let's just give people Monday off. Yeah. Like I think th- you know, I think it's like for the press, it's like, all right, Monday's a school holiday. Like yeah. you know, it, it's a long week for E three. Yeah, it is. Just relax on Monday. Yeah. You know, watch some HBO in your hotel room, enjoy yourselves. <laughs> you know, like yeah. like and I think that's that's more appreciated than being like all right, everyone. Gotta go, get gotta get, gotta go downtown. Yeah, gotta go downtown, right? Like, it was a fun show, though. I mean, the the Last of Us two reveal was cool. Yeah, I thought you know I think I get a lot it of was, grief for was, last year's, but totally. I think it was probably one of those things where it was more fun being there than it was to watch too. I don't think it was bad. I thought <laughs> um, they had really good food after. So that was really, nice. I thought the <laughs> the samurai was that was Sekiro. That was Ghost, uh, of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima. I thought that one looked dope. I think the, yeah, that was beautiful. The, the wind flute guy yep. was. I think that was cool. Yeah, and like the, the when he was riding through the yeah through grass, the grass. Yeah, I thought it was so nice. Uh, there were definitely like real big highlights for me yeah, on that show. For sure, it was slow. Um, it was a little I think slow. Was, I like Sean Layden, but I think the interview with those two in between was an uh, ill-conceived con- Ill way to try and burn time while they moved people. Yeah, I kind of got the impression because I was I was there on the ground moving, which was I did wonder that. I'm like, I wonder what they're doing right now because we're moving for a long time. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought that was a really rough. Yeah, there must, uh, there's got to be a better way. Yeah, like run. I like. Why don't you use that time to run like Indies B-roll or you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Something right. Um, yeah, it was interesting. Though. Or don't let anybody watch the. You know, make the people that are alive. Don't let them watch the Last of Us trailer. That's mean. Yeah, but it's okay. No, but it's not okay. They can watch it on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> I, like the, I like the idea that they're all taking buses. Yeah, we're just being bussed around. Yeah, uh, you know what I mean. But like, if you're trying to do this for a TV, <laughs> now for sure. Obviously, what? they should prioritize the people that are watching. Like, you got to find a way to 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 make that transition or better. Just like put it all on one screen. We did not need to walk from like. Yeah, it would have been fine to do it all on one screen. If the sets and stuff were cool, but I don't think it was worth it. Or use that first set for you know for Sean Layden to talk. Oh yeah, there you right? go. Yeah, after we leave, then he can talk. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, but, but the point is, like these companies that are getting so big, they don't do E three anymore because they can't be contained. It doesn't matter. It kind of is starting to make me wonder, like, does E three even have a future now that games are so huge? And I'm I'm saying that as someone who loves E three and loves covering it and wants to see it, it's just cool and it's fun. But it does seem like the more these giant AAA people leave, or maybe it'll turn into more into something like PAX, where it's way smaller 
studios, more indie focused. Who knows? I think it'll become more like PAX because it'll be a fan convention. Yeah. Um, but I think it'll be the big studio fan convention. Yeah. Yeah. Right? That makes sense. Like I don't that, think that sense. I don't think they'll have. I think press conferences will be over soon. Yeah. You know, I think they'll have halls like like Comic Con. They'll just put everything on YouTube. Right? Yeah. yeah. They'll do like single announcements and halls. You know, so like instead of the excuse me, instead of the uh, you know EA or the Sony pan or thing, yeah. it'll be um, the 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 Ghost of Tsushima yeah. panel, right? Yeah. And the uh, the yeah. Last of Us Two panel. Yeah. And the actors. And you'll have like the voice actors. Yeah. yeah. No, for sure. Uh, that uh, makes it'll be more like Comic Con. Yeah, that's how Comic Con. I works. think that makes a lot of sense. And you know, Comic Con is gigantic. Yeah. Uh, you know, I hate to say this, but I've actually never been to Comic Con. I've been. I've been. So it just times. seems like I always wanted to go, but now it just don't seems go. way too stressful. Don't, don't go. Just don't do it to yourself. Um, it's a mess. It's yeah. gross. Just bloated and like terrible. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. I I grew up in San Diego. You uh, know? Yeah, that's right. I totally forgot that. That's so, right. like, I've gone to Comic-Con since I was, like, a kid. Yeah, so you've seen that like, whole evolution. Yeah, when I was in high school, we'd buy Comic-Con passes, and we'd literally go, and, like, all the halls upstairs were just anime. Yeah. So we'd just hang out upstairs and sit and watch anime and eat play, our lunch. Play Kingdom Hearts. And I, I remember I got, like, Todd McFarlane's signature. Oh, that's cool. Uh, and, like... Yeah, you'd go to, you know, you'd look at comics and like, yeah, what a concept. Um, and like authors would go there and um, you'd buy a lot of anime because, you know, this was an era before the internet was really popular. Yeah. So um, finding places that sold relevant anime. Yeah. Please, Vampire Hunter. Don't do that with the cable. I can hear. <laughs> yeah. Well, finding places that sold relevant anime yeah. was really hard. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, um, so, you know, you'd find kind of. You'd watch anime in the hall all day, and you kind of pick out like two or three shows oh, you really like. Yeah. Then you go downstairs and try and find like, okay, well here's the first season of that show. That is cool. Now I can get cut up. Yeah, or like you find English translations of the mangas for yeah. those shows or whatever, right? That you is kind cool. of catch up. Um, and it was, you know, there'd be some game stuff there. A lot of like, yeah, because there's a lot of crossover. Yeah, or you get like board game stuff, you know, yeah. like, um, but it was mostly like anime games and stuff. Or, like, comic book games. Yeah. Um, and then it just, like, got huge. I think, you know, when um, when Star Wars was kind of making a big push, when kind of Lucas was coming back with the, the... Episode one. Well, like, yeah, episode one and, like, the remakes and then episode one, right? Oh, yeah. You know, they did all the remasters. Yep, and I remember one. that. Uh, then Star Wars started having a really big presence there. Hmm. Um, and then you started to see, like... You know, sci-fi shows got bigger. Yeah, movies started and, making more of a push. And then once, like, I mean, honestly, like, when it really, this is, like, a very, like, teenage boy angry, like, thing to say. <laughs> once Twilight got really hot. Yeah. Like, it really became a Twilight show. Interesting. You know? I've never heard that. Um, and a lot of network television shows started coming because yeah. they saw the popularity. Yeah. They're like, um, Supernatural. Yes. Well, not even, like, CSI. You oh, know what wow, I mean? Yeah, like, you yeah, started yeah. seeing... Like, um, like non-sci-fi or fantasy hmm. television shows there. Like, every network that had a booth, yeah. you know? And they were showing, like... You know, I remember... I remember one year there was an airplane there, and it was for a show about, like, Pan Am. <laughs> you know? And I remember they gave away, like, the... You know, the Pan Am had those cute little, like, Pan yeah. Am weekend bags, right? And they gave those away. Yeah. And I was just like, what like, is... What like, the what hell is, is this? this? <laughs> like, what is this? And then it started being where if you wanted to see uh, a panel, 
you had to wait all day. Yeah. You had to show up in the morning, get in line at the panel, and then, you know, it's fine if the panel started at 11, because then you only waited from 9 to 11, but if the panel started at 4... But even that... You were waiting from 9 to 4. Yeah. Because if you didn't get there first thing in the morning, you weren't getting into the panel. Yeah. And I I volunteered at Comic-Con for a lot of those years. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Like, I was on the volunteer team, which is just fun, because you'd work for, like, three hours a day, and then you could do whatever you want for the rest of your day. Yeah. but, you know, even that, like, even seeing just, like, you know, you'd manage lines, and you'd just, you'd be, you'd come on your shift, and the line would just be exactly the same people just sitting there all day. Uh, yeah. And then you'd leave your shift and be like, this is them. You know, like, you were just literally handing off a group of, <laughs> of people that 500 were not people moving. not moving uh, yeah, that, that is were depressing. just, like, miserable and hot. And angry. And angry and, you know, getting mad at each other because somebody left to go to the bathroom and wanted to come back to their spot. Right. Or, you know, it was just it was uh, it was gross. Yeah, that sucks. Man. Yeah, um, you know it's it's funny because like I and now it's getting too big, but I get a lot of the joy out of like Anime Expo that I used to get out of Comic Con, yeah. right? Because it's a lot more small artists and yeah. I mean, I've been to a few Comic Cons, the smaller ones. Like there was one in Long Beach mm-hmm. I went to. It was a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah, they're so fun when they're small. They're yeah, a and great it's cool. Time. And uh, yeah, it's none of like the A list people, but even that's kind of fun. Like I'm like, oh, that's like the B list people are cool, man, and they're probably more likely to talk to you and like. I don't know. I, I I really enjoyed that, but a huge version of that sounds just terrible for a lot of reasons. Yeah, for a lot of reasons. And there's there's too many celebrities there. Yeah, exactly. Like not even like in the crowd. Yeah. Right. Because celebrities require like people. Right. So <laughs> so you true. It's fine if there's one or two celebrities in the crowd yeah. and like they need to be escorted around, but you get to a point where it's just like 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 there's just celebrities crossing paths and like you know like these security bubbles like yeah that's interesting like going everywhere like bouncing around everywhere and it's like it's too congested there's just thousands and thousands of people here and it's like there's there's nowhere to sit in the entire fucking thing and i bet the bathrooms are just a nightmare oh yeah i mean hot tip if you go to comic-con just plan to walk over to i think it's the hyatt that's next door um you know, as an adult, you can just walk over there, go to the bar, have a cocktail, use a clean restroom, take a break. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, you know, it's going to cost you 20 bucks, right? You're going to have a couple of drinks, have a couple of beers. It. It, sit down, relax, rest your legs. Yeah. Just enjoy it. It's worth it. And then come back and beat yourself up. Because <laughs> if you try and go all day, you know, and eat that Subway sandwich in your backpack uh, and, and drink the water that was cold when you left but isn't anymore. Uh, you're gonna hate your life by three o'clock. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's intense. Yeah, but that's that's Comic Con tips. Hot tips was I guess closer. Maybe we can have a special Comic Con episode. Yeah, we should actually. That would actually be kind of fun. You know, we should go to Comic Con. Well, that's what I was about to say is we don't go to Comic Con, but we act like we are. But but actually, that might be kind of fun. Yeah, or at least we can go to Anime Expo or something. Yeah, that I would be get, fun. I can get tickets to probably Anime Expo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, oh, I had one more news thing I want to talk about before we sign off. I know we're oh we're kind of long. But okay. I guess I'll just I, I guess I'll just say it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Xbox. Oh yeah. Xbox is dropping this spring this this year. Actually, I think pre-orders are opening up next month, and they mm-hmm. said Q1 2019, which could mean no. It's it's soon, man. We don't know an exact date, but a lot of people are saying like even early May, late April, even yeah. possibly. The discless Xbox One S A D E. Yeah. Sad. Sade. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I was gonna sing this. Ain't this is no ordinary Xbox, but, <laughs> but then I, you made the the wise choice not. Yeah, to. I was like, that would that'll be there forever. 
<laughs> so <laughs> talk I'm about not, saying stupid shit on the internet. I'm not going to do that. Well, we had a little conversation about this, and I'd love to hear your thoughts real quick. I know we're trying to wrap no, it's up, okay. but um, first of all, the first comment one of my coworkers said was, "Oh, so it's a PC? Like it's a small PC? Mm-hmm. It's an underpowered PC that's very cheap?" I'm like, "Yeah, you could say that about They've most consoles been, now, yeah. but but more so than ever, it's like, yeah, this is just it's just a computer with a weird operating system." Yeah, and I, I think you know they're chasing this their cloud service. Yeah, they're direct streaming, and I think that's what this Very box clear, is really. designed for. And it probably is a wise move in terms of yeah. Obviously, as much as I love discs, they are they are going away. And if you're a kid and you live in a house with fiber, you know I think there's a very specific market for this. Yeah. Um. You know, if I had a kid, right? Like, like I'm very techie, right? Yeah. So if I had a kid in a family, I would definitely live in a community that had fiber. Yeah. Right. And if my kid wanted to play games, you know, I could see the value and be like, here's a cheap console that'll yeah, play everything. It's like a great intro console. Yeah. Like you don't, you know, you're not going to be playing everything online all the time. Yeah, so you're not going to be worried about frame rates. Yeah. Here's this. Here's Xbox Game Pass. Just play whatever you want. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just go for it. And if you, if he got really into something, then we could be like, oh, maybe for your next birthday, we'll get you like a real console. Yeah. Or you know, like, um, yeah, it's a great starter package. It, yeah. It's a good pack it's to like get. the 2DS of, yeah, in some ways. I mean, yeah. it's supposed to be less than $200. Yeah, which is, which really, if you think about it, is pretty extraordinary. Yeah, and then for $10 a month, they can have all the games, you know. All three of them. All three. Well, they're, yeah. <laughs> There's other games on Game Pass. I like how we yes. get to this every single episode. Yeah, Microsoft sucks. <laughs> but uh, it's amazing how bad they're making games. <laughs> well, maybe this will help. Well, no, now they can play Crackdown, so. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, it's all, all it's all coming together. <laughs> it's all coming together. But, uh, but yeah, it's... Um, it's cool. It's an interesting idea. Do I think I, it's smart. Do I think it's like a success? I, do I think it's going to be a big seller? No. I think uh, it, it's interesting. Well, two things. First of all, to go in the direction of the Switch supposedly might be doing this too, right? Where it doesn't have the detachable Joy-Cons. It's maybe smaller. It's cheaper. I do like the idea of cheaper consoles. I, I want to make sure they also have the deluxe versions for people like me who, who don't mind spending money. But I think that's probably a smart move is have like, hey, here's the, the real one. And then here's some variations on that. I think the the big mistake in this thing is that it's not going to be 4K. It's gonna be, it's it's Xbox One S. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I think for two hundred dollars or one hundred sixty nine dollars, if this would act as a 4K streaming box for Netflix, that would be a lot of value. And Hulu and also you know did this game streaming i get it because you can't really game stream 4k yeah it's too much data yeah yeah again you'd you'd have to have fiber yeah you'd have to have fiber. like you know it would just wouldn't work for so many people um but you know i think they should have something smart enough in there to be like you know run us a 1080 yeah um because if it did operate as a 4k streaming box that'd be a lot of value i think that would bring a lot of value to homes because you know you spend sixty bucks on a four K stream on a Roku or yeah. whatever anyway, mm-hmm. um, and you know an Xbox would have, you know, more power to run apps and stuff, yeah. you know, and be more configurable than a Roku. Yeah. So it's like okay, like it makes sense to have this, to have one on every TV. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, but, like what Nvidia tried to do. Yeah, but being ten eighty, it's like. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think it's a real miss. My initial impulse is always I love having discs. I love the collecting part of it, and I love. I always have this weird fantasy of like being old, and for some reason I don't have internet, and I can be like, "Well, it doesn't matter." I'll, I'll talk like Decker King. Yeah. The good news is, I can just plug in a disc. But it, the truth is, and someone brought this to my attention recently, 
It doesn't matter if you buy a game on a disc anymore. It's unplayable almost immediately because of patches. Yeah. So if you're downloading 50 gigabytes of patches from the disc you bought, then that the error is already over. I still like having the art and the concept of the disc, but the truth is, like, if you're at all connected to the internet, discs are already completely irrelevant. Yeah, a lot of the games aren't even on those discs. Yeah, exactly. So or some of it is. As sad as, exactly. So as sad as it makes me as someone who genuinely enjoys having discs and the concept that, like, I have my own little world, I could just put it on any time. That that's already just gone, and that's that's fine. It's just the way it is. I do love game cartridges, though. Yeah, well, even like the Switch, right? With the tiny little cartridges, it's amazing, but it still updates constantly. And they're too small. Like I don't. Yeah, those are all too small. They're not even satisfying. There's like, I don't know. Do you go into the city a lot? Yeah. Like, there's this like a new there's a vintage game shop in Little Tokyo. Ooh, like cool. down by uh, Anime Jungle. Like I don't oh, know sweet. if you're Little Tokyo. Yeah, yeah, very. But they have like all like just bins and bins full of like Super Famicom cartridges That's for awesome. like three dollars or whatever. Yeah, I gotta check that out. And. There's just nothing more gratifying Agreed. than finding an old Super Famicom cartridge of like a game you love. Even yeah. like it's not it's not an important game. Yeah, it's not valuable. It's not a collector's game. Yeah, but it's like it's like no man. I spent so much of my life yeah. playing Mighty Bomb Jack. <laughs> I need the Famicom cartridge. Yeah. you know what I mean. And I found it, and it's three bucks. Yeah, I have to have it. And then you have it, and you're just like nice, and you yeah. never play it, but you, you never, could. But, yeah, but you could. Like, uh, it's so gratifying. So I, I understand That's that. That's kind of where I am. Yeah. But again, that, that ship has sailed. And it's not like I, you know, my Steam library is enormous. So it's not like I exclusively do it. But I did always enjoy, like, PS1 era, PS2 era. I have so many games. And it's just so cool to see them. And I'm like, I could just pick this up, put it in a PlayStation or a computer, really, and just, like, open up this world. And it's all on this little disc. I do find that so compelling. But yeah, it oh is. Well, it's, it's great. Just, it's over. All right. That's... That's what's, this is our longest show. Today. Hey man, we covered a lot. We had a lot to say. I think that's a okay. I think that's a okay too. If you stuck with us this long, we we sure appreciate it. And you know, like like always, if you ever want to reach out to us, we'd love to hear your guys' feedback. Yeah, uh, emails techyappodcast at gmail dot com. Yeah, anything you want us to discuss or stuff we have talked about, anything. Yeah, techyappodcast at all of them. YouTube. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of uh, what else I'm supposed to say right now, but there's something you I'm supposed to say. You could probably find us. If you if you if you know what you're looking for, you can find us. Yeah, I wanted to say one thing before we sign off. Um, sorry. <laughs> uh, I just want to say to to Lindsay on Twitter. She said she's our biggest fan, <laughs> and I say thank you for that. That's very nice. Absolutely. And if you're our biggest fan, you've obviously listened this far, and we really <laughs> appreciate your tweet. I totally agree. Yeah, I totally. Yeah, we definitely appreciate it. So thank you very much. Uh, we love you guys, and uh, I'd love to hear from more Biggest Fans. And uh, It's very empowering to hear from people like that. Absolutely. So I'd love to hear more. I absolutely agree. And, uh, thank you, guys, and thank you, Leo. I appreciate you hey, uh, man, hanging as out. As always, I, I love being here, and I really appreciate it. All right. Thanks, guys. We're out. Bye. Bye.